Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Editor's Desk right here on Biz News Radio. I'm Felicity Duncan and with me on the line is Alec Hogg. Alec, it is a, a banner week, I think we could safely say, for Biz News. We've got some very exciting news about the business, uh, something that's really going to be, we hope, transformative for what we do here and maybe for South African media more generally. Do you want to talk us through this? Yeah, and uh, the reason why we've missed our edited desks in the last couple of weeks is because I've been so immersed in this massive transaction. About It's about four months that I've been working uh, as an advisor and a, a consultant to Levachet, who are uh, um, a, a black-owned company who really have done some quite extraordinary things uh, in the South African context, they, um, the, the greater group. Uh, started about 12 years ago with an infrastructure fund in Africa. So they're long-term thinkers. You know, with the infrastructure, you've got to think 20, 30, 40 years. And they also the, uh, had the great fortune of being the BE partner for Capitec, which has been, uh, as we saw with the, the, the Sunday Times top 100 companies, has won, has been the best performing share on the JSE on a return to shareholders for four of the last six years. So you, if you were to go back in a time machine and go yeah, and, put, and put your money into any company, that would be the company to do it. And Labuschagne, were, were, they, were the, they, they were an early investor at 30 Rand and then doubled up at 300 Rand. So imagine you're already a 10-bagger uh, and you're doubling up on it. And, of course, today the, the share price is 100, what's it, 1,600 Rand. So it's been a, what a, what a, what a ride. But uh, very – uh, very, uh, they did their homework early on. The Lebuchet guys—they're very smart. They're very humble. I've loved working with them. I've loved getting getting to know them, and uh, extremely ethical. And in all of those things that that you, you you really want and have in a partner. So when they made a decision to acquire Tiso, which is one of the great publishing groups in South Africa, I, I worked there in the 80s as a in, in my 20s. Uh, at the Rand Daily Mail and at the Sunday Times, and the, the culture of the of the publications is it, it runs deep. It goes for hundreds of years, and it's always been it's always been the one group in South Africa that has understood journalistic ethics and understood that you 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 don't uh, that you keep speaking truth to power, that you don't move your goalposts depending on which political party happens to be running the country. So it's, it's, if you like, it's for any, any really serious journalist, it's always been the right home uh, to be working in. So to, to have Labuschagne as uh, uh, an organization that I've got very close to and have them acquiring this uh, media company, which has been through a rough time, it was owned by private equity, who, who had other intentions or short, more much more short-term uh, goals that, that than you need in a media company. So having them there with their long-term perspective, with their long-term objectives, has been has been really personally has been so exciting. But on the other hand, uh, because of the potential for a conflict of interest between me serving as a director of that company, of the bigger company, and of course BizNews itself, uh, what they've done is acquired a strategic interest in BizNews, which has been very important for us as well, because it allows us to completely clear, clear the debt uh, and 
the money goes, uh, the investment that they're making is going into the business, which then gives us also a, a little more ammunition. We are trading uh, profitably now after six years and things are going in the right direction. But it does give you uh, more resources to to then move business up to a new level. So when you said earlier that this was an was a, a banner week for us, a very important week for us at Business, it's very hard to to overemphasize how important all of this has been for the long term direction of this uh, company and for for our members and our community, the Business community. You know, it's interesting you mentioned the the impact of um, private equity ownership. I don't know if you saw there was a really uh, interesting case, we call it, in the U.S. recently of an online digital magazine called um, Deadspin. And they uh, cover sports, but they cover sports as culture. So they take a, a very off-the-wall approach to covering sports. It's been hugely popular. It's very profitable. They got acquired by a, a private equity fund. And the private equity guys said to them, we want you to only cover sports. So their their whole entire reason for being, which was a different take on sports, the PE guys said, nope, we only want you to just write straight sports news. And uh, they, they also got rid of a popular editor and almost the whole journalistic team walked out of the door. Uh, so Deadspin now is worth almost nothing because without those journalists, there's no publication. And it just goes to show that some private equity companies don't understand the media business at all and don't uh, don't invest in the right things. And I think what you made the point there that BizNews has, you know, after six years has, is, has become profitable and now needs to be nurtured and grown because what we're doing is working. And it sounds like we found a partner that's not going to uh, do what was done to Deadspin and, and misunderstand the nature of media. And I think that's really important. I, I didn't know the Deadspin story, and thank you for sharing that, because that is really uh, instructive of the way that people act when they get a lot of money in their pockets. Sometimes there is this misconception, perhaps it's part of the human condition, that if you've got bulging pockets, you know all. If you own, if you own resources or you have money, you're the one who should be making the decisions when actually – it is the time when you need to be most humble because it is a random world and sometimes you, you happen to be very fortunate that you're born into a family that's got a lot of money so you inherit a lot of money or you happen to have a, a, a bit of good luck in an investment or something, your ship comes in on the day when you weren't even expecting it but the fact that you've or you've become successful because you've focused in a particular area, that does not make you an expert on all things. In fact, when you go outside of your sweet spot or outside of your area of, of expertise, that's when you need to be even more cautious because you don't know that area. And I do think that the Deadspin story is incredibly illustrative of how you can get it wrong. And for me, the Labashe guys – are already so far in the in the engagement, and I've been working closely with them. And you get to know people, I think, when you when you do travel and internationally and and um, sit around the table a lot and discuss all kinds of things philosophically. It shows me that these are people with their feet on the ground. They n know 
that there's a lot that they don't know that they know, they don't know, but they also know that this is an industry in media where new ideas are needed, and the, what used to work in the past is no longer working today. So as a consequence of that, if you come from the angle of it wasn't those who produced candlesticks who invented the light bulb, then you will have a better chance perhaps than most in finding ways to develop uh, what is a critical industry because if information is to be used productively in a society, then it's got to be unbiased, it's got to be accurate, it's got to be true. And at the moment, as we know, because of all the rushing around and trying to clickbait and getting the maximum number of users and all of this stuff, there is a, a, a tendency towards perhaps not writing both sides of the story, not, not following um, the truth, which sometimes can be uh, a little gray rather than sensationalistic. And as a consequence of that, this whole industry is still trying to find its way. And it, it's going to be the long-term players. It's going to be those who come in with a 10 to 20-year view who are going to transform the industry in the right way. I think we've got the right partner, Felicity. I, I just feel so confident that uh, after um, all these, well, I mean, you, you can imagine there have been many approaches to business over the years, uh, and none of them uh, were suitable. And now we've got a we've got a partner who I'm really looking forward to spending uh, the next 20 years uh, working with and and developing and and serving our community better as a consequence. You know, and it's interesting because I think that this long view saying, look, it's going to, you know, we're in it for the long haul. This is a 20 year view. And uh, if you do it right, that things are going to pay off. Doesn't it feel like um, that's that's something that we saw this this week in South Africa, right? We had the the high, the real emotional high of winning the Rugby World Cup and a real surge of optimism, I would say, through throughout the nation, but also a, a really a growing sense that, you know, yes, there are problems, but if we take the long view, there are solutions and if we work together, we can we can find our way to those solutions. The tragedy about the long view is that you don't get too many opportunities to see that it's working. Most people concentrate their attention, news concentrates attention on, on the extremes, the unusual, the things that happen on a day-to-day basis that, that aren't part of the consistent growth of a society or an economy and so on. And what we saw in the past week with the outpouring of emotion from ordinary folk who came from all over the place to get to pack the streets of Johannesburg, Pretoria, uh, or what is it now, Chwani and, uh, and Soweto, and come and see the heroes who really have changed lives. They've, they've done so much for us as a nation. They've shown us that we aren't useless that in fact we can take on the best in the world who are better funded, better resourced, uh, but not as talented, and beat them. And in fact, we we can be just as professional as anyone anywhere on earth. And this old uh, uh, chestnut of South Africa being a, a, a land of disaster and it doesn't know people don't know what they're doing and it's going backwards and it's sliding into an abyss 
is just not true. We've been saying it on Biz News for a long time now, ever since the new president came in, and he takes a long view. Zoro Ramaphosa is the, the, the classic example of a person with a long view. He takes a, a five-year view. He says, we need to get this economy going, but we can only do it if we're going to get investment into the country. Let me send my former emissaries around the world to go and talk to potential investors. What do they need from us? How can we, within the, the, the scope of what we have to deal with here from a socio-political perspective, how can we meet their uh, their needs and and uh, ensure that the expectations are kept correct. And he's had a second very successful year in this quest. The first year was 301 billion rand was com- was pledged, of which 85% of those projects have already kicked off within the first year. The second investment conference that happened this week was 360 billion rand that was pledged. Now that's very interesting because. I made the point in one of the newsletters this week in the Daily Insider that it was going to be very difficult for South Africa and for Ramaphosa to replace Anglo-American and Vodacom, who made up almost half of that first year's pledges. Yet he's managed to do it. He's managed to do it. They've managed to bring in uh, not just replacements, but more. So it's this long view. It's working consistently towards a, a better structure, a better underlying uh, basis for long-term economic growth. It's not sexy. It doesn't make the headlines. But my goodness, it's what you need in a society. You need those cornerstones. You need those foundations if you are going to flourish in uh, in decades ahead rather than just four quarters. You know, it's, so, it's such a good point. And I myself even have been, because, uh, you know, Ramaphosa is a, a, like a cautious person and he seeks consensus and he works to long plans and he's, he's careful. And I myself have sometimes been like frustrated and felt that he should just, you know, do something headline busting and, and really, you know, show, show us things are changing, um, and frustrated a bit with that, um, approach. But you're right, you know, within the context of what South Africa has to deal with, that is the necessary approach. It's the right approach. And it's the approach ultimately that bears the long-term fruit that we need. Um, so, you know, and I, I, I hear from the community also that same sort of frustration. And I think your example there of the investment conference is such a good example of, the fruits of this kind of approach, which is, you know, quieter, it's a bit behind the scenes, people don't trumpet it uh, as uh, headline stuff every time ground is broken on a new project, even though possibly we should be. Um, but it's it's getting it done. And it's a long term thing that we're going to see incremental improvement. And that's really the, the, the slow way is the safe way is the sure way. Felicity, when MoneyWeb was a listed company, and I'd write my chairman's statement every year. The one quote that I always put in there was from Warren Buffett, who said that within the Berkshire Hathaway group, they have a philosophy that every day, in some little way, they do something in their companies to expand the size of the moat. And that's those little things that you don't notice. It's the way that you, for instance, at Biz News, the way that we attend to our help desk queries that we would write back to people that we would help people in in a in a manner that uh, they're not expected they don't expect it because 
it is we're in a sector which has not been very good at customer service, for instance. But it's those little things that maybe one person in a community of three, four hundred thousand people, uh, it, it, you would think it's it's a little bit like those starfish on the sea that that lovely story about the little girl who threw the starfish back into the sea and the old grumpy man who said what's the point you know there are thousands of them here and she said well it did make a difference to him and it's it's that consistency that consistent way that you deal with things on a day-to-day basis with the end in mind and the end could be decades hence which does make the difference it keeps your if you keep the north star in mind it doesn't have to be sexy. It doesn't have to uh, uh, be something that everybody in the whole crowd gets excited and worked up about. But it is the only thing that works. And in media, doubly so. And I, I guess that's why I'm so excited for the media industry generally that you've got a long-term player in the in the form of Labochet who've now come in and acquired a very, very uh, important asset for the country and an asset that can transform this country's way of thinking. Well, that's all we have time for. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to read a summary of this interview, there is one up on biznews.com in the premium section. Don't forget, you can sign up for premium, just £5 a month, and that's going to give you access to our great original content and to content from our partner, The Wall Street Journal. 